hello there. Welcome to a special episode of Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. Whoa. What is it, Ted O'Gorman? I just didn't know it was one of those serious episodes. What do you mean? It isn't. Oh, because you called it a special episode, like in those old TGIF sitcoms. That always meant that it was an episode with a serious message. Like the Full House episode when Stephanie's friend confides that he lives in an abusive home. Oh, I was just trying for a, a tonal shift. I forgot about all your encyclopedic Full House knowledge. Plus, I'm deep into my biannual rewatch. You watch the entire Full House series twice a year? Mm-hmm. And Fuller House, yeah. Can we just cut this and try it again? You mean cut it out? <laughs> Shut up. You got it, dude. Shut up. Have mercy. Forget it. Just play the sketch. Are you tired of taking the 405 to the 10, working for eight hours, and then taking the 10 back to the 405 every day? Does your thrice daily shot of wheatgrass just not taste quite as earthy anymore? Well, maybe muggle pursuits aren't for you. Baby, it's time to update that special skills section of your acting resume and head on over to Hogwarts LA for some inclusive, yet exclusive, socially conscious and super trendy magical training. I did time in Chino for something I did not do, winkity wink. But because Hogwarts LA is okay admitting convicted weapons traffickers, I now do wand-based Botox. And as a bonus, anytime somebody comes to visit me, we hike Runyon Canyon, eats up like a few good hours and you don't have to talk the whole time. Here at Hogwarts LA, every Oscar statue in town is a port key. I mean, I've seen the inside of Meryl Streep's living room more times than I can count. I'm actually starting to notice that she's getting a little sick of all the surprise visits, but uh, she's so subtle. You know, Hogwarts not only taught me magic, it also taught me how to speak with this cool English accent. <sighs> Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge, Break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. And scene. Thank you. Uh, Caden Braden Sunrise, Jr., six foot one, available on all shoot dates. Baby, at Hogwarts LA, all the Quidditch matches are frequented by celebrities. Usually when their favorite team is on a winning streak. Jack Nicholson is pitch side most days. Sometimes the matches get ugly and even result in fly-by shootings. I enjoy Hogwarts LA generally, but the Slytherins are weird. They all swear that OJ Simpson will be back on top someday, and I'm starting to believe them. The rest of the school drove him out, but he keeps popping up. I think his horcruxes are hidden in his sports memorabilia. His Death Eaters include the remaining members of the Manson family and MC Hammer. I do not fuck with those guys. All the meals at Hogwarts LA are farm to table. And while you enjoy your vegan, gluten-free, locally harvested avocado toast, say hi to our cafeteria ghost, nearly skinny Marlon Brando. I always wanted to get into my Hogwarts LA Gryffindor Quidditch squad. From my very first memory, I knew it was my ticket out of my lower middle-class Midwestern steel town. So I tried and tried, but I just wasn't very good. I'm five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, without a speck of magical ability. But I paid my way through junior magic school, keeping my grades up, and when I finally got in, I befriended a gruff but well-intentioned janitor who gave me a job and the keys to the basement so I could crash and shower before my shifts. I worked my Quidditch broom to a twig in practices, but I never was allowed to suit up for a real game. 
until the Quidditch Cup my senior year, when all my teammates laid their robes on our coach's desk and volunteered for me to take their place. It worked. I even got to play at the end when the whole crowd was chanting my name. Who's the wild man now? I went to Hogwarts, and I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. Get Get sorted sorted for for life. life. Right on, bro. Have your team reach out to my girl Beverly, and we'll set it all up. You know it. Later. And now we present a professional athlete boyfriend. Hey, you're home late. First of all, let me say good after, good late afternoon. It's eight o'clock at night. I just said it's late. On our very first date, I was ineffective and passive. You mean our first date like a year and a half ago? I was shy and awkward. Not unlike the time that I ran into Johnny Unitas as a kid at the mall. I shook his hand and thought, is this Johnny Unitas? I think he might be dead. I'm still not sure. But he did say, kid, I'm pulling for you. Great story. There's just something about 18 months. 18's a good number. And today I retire from this relationship. Oh, really? I just want to make clear, first of all, that I take full responsibility for our losses. We weren't really communicating out there. I was still working on getting all the signals. Sometimes her endless rehashing of conversations with her mother took a toll on me as well. But I tried to stay in there and and tough it out for the sake of the team. And I guess now I get to enjoy some of the other sides of living that because of having a girlfriend, the long dates and so on, I wasn't able to enjoy. Oh, is that right? I I was preventing you from living? Fans, for the past two weeks, you've been reading about a recent fight we had. There are no fans. Are you live streaming? But when her friend Janet, a woman who, trust me, you'd give your right arm to avoid having to talk to, and vice versa, sends a Christmas card that's only addressed to you, that's something. Again, it's just me here. When everybody, down to the doormen, to those fancy retirees that live across the hall from us, remember you with encouraging words, such as, sheesh, she's in a mood today. That's something. Stop talking about me like I'm not here. I'm, I'm the only one here. When you have a wonderful would-be mother-in-law, Ruth Ann, who takes sides with you and squabbles with her own daughter, that's, that's really something. So thank you, Ruth Ann. Life is gonna go on for me, and uh, I'm gonna be a happy man. I'm leaving this conversation with a lot of scores to settle. Any questions concerning the team and so on, we have my agent, Mr. Harvey, here. Ah, what the, where did he come from? Of course, the league, our commissioner, who I want to thank. I want to thank everybody up here, as well as my teammates, because they've been behind me all the way. Wait, you invited the press? Is this a fucking press conference? I want to thank Jonesy for coming out, him and Bernsey, who stood by my side while I fought a lot of these battles. So glad you had such a wide support system to tell all of our business to. Now, of course, part of me will miss the battles and the wars. And I will miss you reporters, believe it or not. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me! But life goes on. I also want to thank the people of Kennedy Fried Chicken for sticking by me through some of these awkward nights, staying open late. There's a saying that goes, treat a man as he could be, and he will become what he should be. Over my relationship career, I've had five ex-girlfriends who've helped me become better at my craft and have helped me become a better lover in general. Gross. Those ex-girlfriends are... Twyla Henriksen, Danielle Puzzatelli, Judy Goldberg, Sandy Goldberg, and Lucille Jones. So you don't have to wonder if I'll miss it. Absolutely. Absolutely, I will. Wait, me or them? 
because it it's really sounding like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Why? Why did I run out of wine tonight of all nights? And fans everywhere need to know you were at the core of what made this relationship remarkable. How's that now? I've received more letters from you than I can count. Fan letters that have touched me, made me think, and moved me to act. Again, how's that? I know without a doubt that I gave everything I had to help us walk away with a win. There were other guys who were more talented, but there was no one who could out-prepare me. And because of that, I have no regrets. Okay, you're delusional. And fuck this. I'm out of here. My name's on the lease, asshole. Get your shit out of here tonight. Move in with my mother, for all I care, since you seem to like her so much. Yet today, I consider myself the singlest man on the site of Tinder. And may I say, I am not only GGG, but also DTF. And of course, I will continue to be a professional athlete because, you know, obviously. Uh, I'll take a few questions at this time. This has been a professional athlete boyfriend. Here's the scoop, folks. We struck gold again. Fucking A, right we did. <laughs> and you blithering idiots can fund our newest venture. We wrote a movie titled The Singing Bully Origins. So we recorded a trailer for this movie to whet the appetites of investors like you. Better get on board now before your dicks stop working. Exactly. Good pitch, Ted. Here it is. The Singing Bully Origins. Why are we in a tunnel under the school? I told you, Ricky. This way will be faster. What's that shadow up ahead? I... I don't know. You've seen his trail of destruction. Is it better to be safe than sorry? Take on me. You've heard his remarkable singing voice. It must just be a shadow from outside. Come on, we're gonna be late. 99 red balloons. <laughs> it's not from outside. It's from down here. And it's not just a shadow, it's a boy? Now, it's time. But his voice is so enticing, I must. No, Tony, don't go any further. Okay, sorry, you're right. Hi, boys. Ah! <laughs> to learn about the evil from which he sprung. He's unlike any boy you've ever seen. And he's unlike anything you've ever heard. Do you know what violence sounds like, Principal Moskins? It's beautiful. How do you know all this? I'm the one that released him. And now I must correct that mistake. All you have to do to cross him. Oh! Did I hear someone compliment my mellifluous voice? Yes, no, 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 no. We, yeah, we, we, we no, really didn't. Kinda. It's like my yeah, Google we could get you some money, I guess. I, I, don't, I have a quarter or something. Good enough. Here's another one for you. 
Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Just like that river twisting through a dusty land. And when she shines, she really shows you all she can. Her Rio, Rio dances is to cross his path. The Singing Bully Origins Starring Michael Gorman as Carter Fredericksburg and Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Detective Ron Dingleberry Fist. Check local listings for showtimes. Keep crawling to the light. Don't look back. Hurry. We're almost there. Just, just keep crawling. Don't look back. Don't look back. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, he's got it. He's got Audience, Ted and I wanted to do something a little out of the ordinary here and just thank the ladies that get us through the day and help us stay sane while we put together this little podcast for you. Mm -hmm. If you've got a glass, please raise it as we toast our wonderful wives, Hallie and Jillian. Ladies, we wouldn't be here without you. Yeah, we are two very lucky fellas. You ain't lying, Pally. Mike. Yes? May I ask, what first drew you to Jillian? Well, Ted, you may ask, and I might get some flack for this. <laughs> People are going to think that I'm maybe pandering, but in all honesty, it was her sense of humor. And what, pray tell, drew the moth that is Ted to the flame of Hallie? Oh, similar answer, pal. It was her off-the-cuff comments, her perfect comic timing. She has a wit that I was drawn to. She's intelligent and funny. She, she's got great wit. That's, that's the way to say it. Our wives have great wits. Oh, a big old set of wits on those two. Giant wits. Big, beautiful wits. You wouldn't think those unassuming ladies would go shaking their wits in people's faces as often as they do, but that's what makes them great. I love when I can see a situation unfolding and watch Hallie's take on it. Like the other day, we're at a bar. Hallie is, of course, playing Big Buck Hunter. Of course, Hallie's playing Big Buck Hunter. She's got a high score to defend. So this guy comes over and he says... What did he say, Ted? What did he say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. He said, you know, real hunting is a lot different than this video game. And so Hallie goes, well, that shouldn't surprise you. A real woman is different than that real doll you keep warm at night. <laughs> <laughs> a classic Hallie witticism. I've often admired your wife's wits. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. I felt like I stood there and watched while her wits fell right out in front of this guy. He couldn't believe it. He just sat there with his stupid face open like, I've never seen wits like this before. And you and I have seen some wits in our time, you know, <laughs> summer nights. But man, does Hallie have some nice big wits. Hope you don't mind me saying so. Oh, not at all. Mike, I'm married, not dead. I've certainly noticed Jillian's wits from time to time. Probably helps that neither of our wives have any children. Kids can ruin a set of wits. Jillian's wits wouldn't be as in your face if she had a kid. They do stick out. You'd have to be blind not to see them. She's got some perfect, perky wits. I've seen everyone on the dance floor at a wedding stop in their tracks just because she flashed some wit. I was there. That happened. Well, you catch a glimpse of wit like that, you better believe your foxtrot just became the second thing on your mind. The first, of course, being the excellent wit staring you down. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you what. Nope. That's enough. Ted, 
I've put up with your so-called sense of humor for long enough. But I think it's time to tell you, at the end of the day, your shtick doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't? I, th- I thought you... No. No. I often find myself laying next to you at night, fantasizing about a much more substantial shtick. Perhaps even the shtick of one of my ex-boyfriends. Anything but your tiny, soft, shameful, shameful shtick. Seems like I'm off the hook here. No, Mike, you're not. Your shtick, well, yeah, fine, above average, is getting pretty tiring to me as well. That's why I only want to read your material like once a month or so. You could use some new moves because that shtick of yours isn't getting any more innovative. (sighs) Hallie, grab the scotch and two glasses. We got some drinking to do. Fuck. You guys are canceled. (sighs) Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. episode goes out to Seat Kickers. Thanks for ponying up for the premium seats in a 150-year-old Broadway theater built long before people were as tall as we are. Most of all, thanks for kicking my fucking seat, you inconsiderate fucks! You inconsiderate fucks. Bye. Bye. You want to play Star Wars Legos? Yeah, but we gotta go to my room. Okay. Yeah, Jillian hates when we make a mess. <laughs> oh, Mike, you said it. We are two lucky, lucky fellas. You ain't lying, Pally. We stumbled on a jackpot of... Mm. Of love? Diamond mind of this stuff. Mind? Jesus. Well, that shouldn't surprise you. A real woman is different than that real doll you keep warm at night. (laughs) (laughs) A classic Hallie witticism. He's humping a latex doll in in that scenario. Uh, See, the thing about the witticism is that she didn't need to explain it that much. She She just got him. What's GGG? It's a it's a term. I looked it up today. It's like game good and something. Good game and giving. I don't know. Something like that. It's a thing. I'm thankful that I don't have to be on dating sites. (laughs) Hi, boys. (laughs) Dusty, you're going to have to go in the box if you don't shut up. Hi, boys. (laughs) Dusty, come on. Get out of here. Whoa. Wait. Maybe it's like, whoa. Ooh. That sounds like you're titillating. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Can you just, just try like, whoa. Okay. You like, I was not consulted on this at all. Whoa. Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv because Mike loves jazz and he's sad he never learned to play the trumpet. This season of the podcast was recorded by Chelsea Cohen with editing, mixing, and sound design by Tom Kelly at Clean Cut Audio. This season was also produced in association with our dear friends over at Mischief Media. And I'm Jillian Pensavale, your executive producer. You can find full credits, including all of our incredible voice talent, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and look, I know they're two straight white guys with a podcast, but they're two of the good ones, so can you do us a solid? Thanks. 
Follow the guys on Instagram at Ted and Michael Podcast and individually at Ted underscore O'Gorman and at NP Smith NYC. You can also find Mike on TikTok at the same handle. For feedback of all kinds, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and stay weird, friends. 